Awesome, awesome. All right, you guys, go and have a seat. Grab your Bibles, grab a notebook. We're going to get into the scriptures this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, I was thinking about all the ministry that's already taken place in the first 60 minutes of church. This is a powerful time of worship. And then that beautiful time of prayer. Wasn't that significant? There was like a roar coming from you. I love that. Church, you're hungry for something this year. I believe that. Do you believe that? Are you ready for something greater? Come on now. Amen. To get something you've never gotten, you've got to do something you've never done. Amen. And so I'm telling you, there's a hunger that's coming from this house. There is a passion that you guys are coming into church with. I do have a full message for you today. It will be about 45 minutes in length. I say that because some of you have work and things like that you may have to slip out to. Please feel free to do that. But I want to give you the entirety of the message this morning. And here's the thing about spiritual dynamics and spiritual things. God is not a microwave. You can write that in your notes. Come on now. There are times, you know what, if you really want to come to a church that's moving in the spirit, doing things that are transforming nations, come on, and you're a part of those things, there is time and there's being in that for a while and letting God do it. Sometimes if you get so choppy in a service, like just get through it, just get through it, you're going to miss some stuff. And so there is a word for you today. Be at peace, settle into it, and let's receive that word. Last week, I started the year off, 2023, with a, a word and it was take the land. You remember that, take the land? Raise your hand if you remember, take the land. That's great, that was seven, seven days ago and you still remember it, that's awesome. That's already a great year starting right there, praise God. Today, I'm gonna follow up that message with another message called come together. Say come together. Come together. Come together. Right now, come on. Boom, boom, ching, ding, boom, boom. Anyway, come together. We're gonna to come together. The Lord's been talking to me and to the staff over the last six months about the word ownership. Write that in your notes, ownership. It's the idea of coming together. You kind of heard me share a little bit about it with uh, Jared and Brittany there. This spirit of ownership, that this is not Jared and Brittany's assignment. We're a part of that. There's an ownership that needs to be involved in that, where this is, this is our missionaries, amen? And the same thing would be true in Calvary and the vision and taking the land. We have to move from saying or thinking, this is Pastor Kevin and Maria's assignment or church or vision to this is our vision. We are here to love, reach, and equip this city, this nation, come on, this generation with the gospel of Jesus, with the, with the word of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. We are called to this moment. And so the idea of coming together, where you're not sitting on the sidelines as a spectator, but you get in the game. You come together and you take some partnership and some ownership into what's going on. Say ownership. Write this in your notes. This is our church. Say our church. This is our vision. Say our vision. Our mission. Our responsibility. Doesn't that feel good? Some people just choose to stay spectators, but it's not as fun. You need to get into this thing. Take some ownership, get involved. Our church, our vision, our mission, our responsibility. Even the mountains we face, Calvary, those are our mountains and we're gonna overcome them together. God will give us anointing to move that mountain. It's not Pastor Kevin's job to go move that mountain. It's our job to move a mountain. It's our calling 
to impact this season, this generation. It's our vision, our church, our responsibility. That feel good? Come together, come together. It's time to take ownership. And the reason why, why take ownership? Why come together? Because if you don't know the why, then it's just Pastor Kevin saying, take ownership, come together. The reason we come together, the reason it's worth doing, the reason it's worth getting involved is so that we can take ground, so we can take the land. We will not take any land if we're not doing it as an army, if we're not doing it together. If we're fighting one another rather than the enemy, we'll never take ground. Are you understanding that, church? If all the soldiers in the army are doing their own thing and they're not coming together to do the vision and the mission, that army will never take ground. We're not here just to do our own thing, our own vision, our own dreams or whatever. We're here to do something together. And God has set you in the house for those purposes and those plans. So that's what we're talking about today. Coming together is more than occupying the same building. Coming together involves some change. Coming together involves some sacrifice. Coming together involves giving up some things and receiving some new things. I have an illustration that I wanna share with you today that I think will help bring this whole mindset together. Um, how many of you like cake? Anybody like cake? Raise your hand if you like some cake in the room. Come on, you can be honest, even if you're on your New Year's resolution, you like cake, right? And so there's a vision. The vision is on the front. The vision is written on the front, which is we wanna create cake. We want this cake. But you know what? On the back, there's a whole bunch of ingredients that need to do what? Come together to create the vision that God has for us, amen. The vision that God has for this house, the influence, the impact, the calling on this house to bring many people to Christ, to be a place, a light and a beacon in a generation and to keep that thing going. There are ingredients that need to come together in order to create that cake, in order to create that outcome. And not only are there ingredients, there's also process, say process. See, what, here's what could happen, and this is what I, when I envision this concept today, um, this is what I'm trying to break through. I hope you grasp this illustration. Coming together, each of you have a different gift, talent, history, way of thinking, um, anointings, all these different things. Your, your beautiful mix of God's wisdom being brought into this bowl, right? Into this bowl. And... If you come and you just put the ingredients in the sanctuary or in the bowl, oil, eggs, water, right? Sugar, flour, whatever's in this box. Is this coming together? Are you understanding this? This is the way a lot of churches look. People gather in the bowl, but they don't actually combine. They don't actually blend. They don't actually turn into what God is trying to create. They're just ingredients sitting in the same bowl, separate, the same as they came in. And so in order for us to receive and be turned into the vision that God would have for us, there are some things that need to take place. So if I look at the illustration here and the directions here, you need a cup of water. So we begin to see some things poured out. Do you know it's gonna take some pouring out of some of your giftings 
in order for this thing to combine and turn into what God's calling it. If you sit there holding all your giftings to yourself, we're never gonna get to the picture God has for us on the box. There's some pouring out, say pour out. The next step is we need some oil. You know what, you have some anointing in you and some spiritual gifts on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost has put some things on the inside of you and that oil needs to be contributed to the mix as well. So there's some pouring out and there's some oil and anointings that need to be given. Another thing that needs to take place is the recipe calls for three eggs, three eggs. I'm not gonna juggle them, it would be a mess. But you know what has to happen with these eggs? What has to happen with these eggs? Crack, another word for crack would be, they need to be broken, broken open. Do you know there's some things that needed in us that we need to get broken in some areas? Come on now, church. And that's all part of the coming together. We'll never come together and create anything if we refuse to let God break us in some areas. Come on. Sounds really spiritual, but it's, it's the way this thing works. That breaking process. You know, there's some things that God's gonna call you to do that you don't necessarily wanna do because you don't know the future. If you knew what God knew and you saw what God saw, you'd wanna do it. It's not that God's trying to hurt you, God's trying to create something through you that you're absolutely gonna be glad you're a part of. But there's some breaking that has to happen. There's some letting go of some things that has to happen. And then there's the combining of all these ingredients, right? There's all the mix and the sugar and this is all the good stuff here. And you put it all in there And then, and then, after all those ingredients are together, the pouring out of your gifts, the breaking of some things, these other ingredients that come together, then there needs to be something that mixes it up. You know, sometimes it's good for a church to mix it up a little bit, don't you think? Another word for mixing it up can even be agitated. There's times that we agitate each other, but you know that's also part of God combining us. Sometimes we go through some things together and sometimes we provoke one another, but the Bible says that can even lead to good works if you allow God to do that. Amen? Sometimes we need to be iron sharpens iron to one another. We have to sharpen one another and, and that might take some conflict, but godly conflict can lead to something really beautiful if we walk in love with each other and we listen. Are you hearing me, church? So here we are in this mixing bowl, the items in the bowl before they actually combined. They were just items in the sanctuary, items in the bowl. Church, this is what we want to see changed in the future. What God has put in you, what God has called of us, the talents, the anointings, even the story and the journey that you bring, it's time that you're not just an isolated individual sitting in a chair, holding all that you are alone but that somehow God combines us, brings us together to create something new, to create something that he's desiring. And so all these things, this coming together, there is a process, there is a breaking of some things, there's a pouring out of giftings. I even think this is interesting. There is a, you're keeping an essence of some things that you brought with you, but then you're also creating something new. Sometimes people just want their own history and they just, want what they were, and God will use what you were, like an egg. 
in this, in this bowl. There is still the essence of its history. There's still the essence that it was an egg, but it's also now combining into something that's not just an egg, but something that's new, something that's a mixture of egg and batter, egg and oil, egg and water. And so there's this transforming where it's not just what you were and what you brought, saying, well, I'm an egg, but now the egg has allowed itself to become a part of something else. So yes, it's still part egg, but it's also something new as a part of the whole. Amen. So this keeping, this mixing it up that occurs, and then after we are coming together and we're being poured out and we're letting God break us in certain areas and we're being combined in that bowl, God then applies some heat and time. And with some heat and with some time, a cake comes out of that oven. And you know, there's opportunities and there's mountains and challenges that face us. And all that is, is God allowing some heat to then produce something great. Isn't that good? And all of it is giving us opportunity to come together, to come together, why? To possess ground, to take ground, to create what God has in his vision, the front of the box. And so today, that's what I want to talk to you about, coming together so that we can receive and take the land and take ground. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. Say ownership, because it's all about ownership. Coming together is taking ownership. Our church, our vision, our responsibility, our mission. Ezekiel 37. The prophet Ezekiel in the Old Testament was led by God to a valley. It was a valley filled with dry, dead bones. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The Lord took hold of me and carried me away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and they were completely dried out. The Bible doesn't waste words. So this means these bones were dead, lifeless, completely dry, probably been there a very long time. Then he asked me, the Lord asked him, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Living people again. Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Which by the way, is a great answer whenever God asks you a question. If God asks you a question, just say, Lord, you know, and let him tell you the answer he's looking for. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones. Say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. I want us to really buy into the idea that the beginning of God's visions for our life, the beginning of powerful change and transformation, the creation of anything, is going to start with God's prophetic word being spoken to you. You know, when you hear a sermon or a message that's anointed by the Holy Spirit, it's not about entertaining you. It's not about impressing you. By God's grace, may it be filled with his spirit. And in that spirit is the power to begin producing what God is trying to say. Somehow we've turned sermons into entertainment or something to impress people. It's about communicating God's will and transferring his power to start his purposes. Come on, church. Come on, church. So God's beginning of something he's about to do, he said, he didn't say, I want you to go get a thousand people to do this, or I want you to go raise this money, or I want you to go do this. First thing he said to do was start preaching it to the people. Start prophesying it to the dry bones. 
That's going to be the beginning because the word of God is the seed, the eternal seed that will produce the will of God. If you don't start with the word, then you've already failed. You've got to start with the word. You've got to start with the eternal seed on something. Speak a prophetic message to these bones. Say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I just want to say this, that when God is about to bring these bones together, God is about to bring life into this thing. He is the one promising to bring the life. Notice it's not Ezekiel's job to produce the life. It's Ezekiel's job to obey God and preach the prophetic word. Ezekiel, we, life produces life. God life produces God life. I can't produce that. That comes from the spirit. That which is spirit is spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. God's spirit produces God life. And so God was saying, you obey me, I will bring the life. I will bring the life. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. He's talking about these bones. Remember, he's prophesying to the bones. God's saying, I will make you live again, O dead dry bones. I will put flesh on you. I will put muscle on you. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I, this is Ezekiel, spoke this message just as he told me, suddenly, say suddenly. Don't you love the suddenlies of God? You never know, right after a sermon, right after a message, right after the word of the Lord is released, there can be a suddenly and things begin to transform, things begin to change. Suddenly there was a rattling all across the valley. Can you almost hear the, the bones going? I hear a rattling. Suddenly there was a rattling. There was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones, here's what I want you to see. The bones of each body came together. Say, come together. The bones of each body came together. The first thing, the first thing to bring this army into fruition, the first thing to bring this mighty army that was about to change the earth and take the land, the first thing that needed to happen was what? Come together, bone to bone. Hey, church, this is what we're talking about. That's the first thing that needs to happen really in any church. Because if the body doesn't come together, it cannot take the land. If the body doesn't come together, if they just are a valley of dry bones sitting in a big bowl, you're just a valley of dry bones then. Come on. I don't wanna be a valley of dry bones. I wanna be the army of the Lord. I wanna take some land. I wanna push back darkness. I wanna make a difference in our generation, amen. But the first thing that has to happen is those bones have to come together. And I love the New Living says, and they attach themselves there's something inside of them, inside of each of those bones that said, I'm gonna to come together and I'm gonna lay hold of my brother. I'm gonna lay hold of my sister. We're gonna be a family. We're gonna to connect to one another. There was something inside of the bones that attached themselves. Not just that God did it, yes, God did it, but it was as if the bones came together and the bones said, I'm attaching to my brother, I'm attaching to my sister. May something in each and every one of us today, something wake, awaken in us that says, I don't wanna be just an ingredient in the bowl. I wanna mix in, I wanna attach, I wanna combine, I wanna join, I want to come together, amen, and attach themselves as complete skeletons. Then I watched muscle and flesh formed over the bones. Before muscle, the bones needed to come together. 
Strength comes after we combine and come together. Do you hear that? Our strength comes to us when we come together, when we join. Notice the bones had to come together first and then they receive strength. Amen, church. We wanna be a strong church, we wanna be a mighty church, and mighty in our generation, the first thing that has to happen is we've got to come together. Hear the word of the Lord is the first thing. And then let that bring us together. And then muscle, strength, becomes our portion. The bones didn't make themselves strong. God's strength came upon them. Remember, God said he was going to do this. The bones just had to come together. And God said, then I will put muscle on you. I will put flesh on you. I will put skin on you. I will put life and breath in you. God will do all the rest. We got to come together. Are you hearing me? And it's not that the strength comes before we come together. It's not that the might and the power comes before we come together. We got to come together and then watch God do what he said he was going to do. Come together. I watched muscle, flesh form over the bones, the skin formed over their bodies, but they still had no breath. So then he said, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life, stood up on their feet, a great army, a great army. Ephesians says in chapter four, verse 16, talking about God, it says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps all the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. Listen to that again. I know this is very simple in some ways, but very profound. God puts the body together. God has brought you here to Calvary for such a time as this. God is asking us, declaring to us in this season to come together, to combine, to take responsibility and ownership of this moment, of the, of the assignment on this house. God fits the whole body together. But listen, each part has to do its own special work. What's in you, you have to contribute to the good of the body. That goes back to this illustration here. It's not that God just put all the body parts in this bowl or put all of our anointings and giftings. They have to combine. They have to give something of themselves. They have to be willing to let go and be broken in some areas or poured out. Yes, they still have their history. Yes, they still have their own identity. But there's this combining together to saying, I'm becoming a part of what's going on here and I'm letting myself and my gift be used and mixed in to what's being created here. He makes the whole body fit together as each part does its own special work. You have a special work to contribute to the vision of the whole which will make us possess the ground. If you just sit there and don't contribute or release your special part, your special gift, your way of thinking, your, your callings, your anointings, what God is stirring in your heart to release, we won't become the fullness of what God has called us to become. Are you understanding this church? We must combine, we must come together, one heart, one vision, one mind. We must do this together. We will do nothing if we don't do it together. 
Amen, each special part doing its work. It helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy, growing, full of love. If you're not giving of your part, if you're not contributing in your part, then something of this house is, unstu- is still unhealthy. Something of this house is still limited. We come together and supply our gifts to the body. The whole body benefits. Open up your Bibles to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, talking about coming together and ability and potential and all these things that God would have for us in this moment. Let me just pause for a second because I just feel impressed to say this. I believe what God is calling us to do for such a time as this is very, very important to the plans of God in the earth. This is not about Calvary, the church being successful. This is about the wills of God being manifested in the earth. God has established churches and those churches are here today and they're filled with his spirit and they're filled with his people, which are the most precious things to him because he has purposes and plans for us. And it's not about making the name Calvary famous. It's not about making our brand famous. I'm telling us that we're one of God's houses, one of God's assemblies, and God has brought us together and he's challenging us to come together because he has work for us to accomplish. Greater work than just coming to church, being happy till we die and go to heaven. Are you hearing me, church? I'm telling you it's about possessing the land which is the will of God. And possessing the land is not just about your prosperity or happiness, it's about advancing the kingdom of light and pushing back darkness. That's why this message and this principle is so important. There is a lot for the church of Jesus Christ to do. And in you is gifts and callings and talents and history and knowledge and experience that as we come together, we're gonna create things that are far bigger than we could do on our own. Amen. 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 Far greater impact, which is God's mind and God's will to transform generations. Genesis chapter 11, have you found it? Verse one, this is the Tower of Babel. Say Tower of Babel. It's where God confused the languages. At one time, all the people of the earth spoke the same language. They used the same words. As the people migrated east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began to say to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the earth. But the Lord looked down at the city and the tower they were building. Look, he said, the people are united. Say united. And they all speak same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages and they won't be able to understand each other. So God scattered them all over the earth. Say, Pastor Kevin, that seems like a negative chapter. Why would you read that? Here's the thing. God knows humanity. He made us in his image. He wasn't so much concerned about them speaking the same language because he created that. It was what they were doing with it. They took their God-given anointing, giftings, power, and they began to build kingdoms unto themselves. They began to build towers to make their name great. Are you understanding this church? But there's a principle here. If human beings come together with same purpose and same language, nothing will be impossible for them. If human beings will come together with same purpose 
same language, nothing will be impossible for them. God said it. Do you see that in the scriptures? God said it. And so he confused their language. But you know, after Christ was resurrected and the baptism of the Holy Spirit was poured out, he now brings us all back together again and gives us the ability to pray in the Spirit. Amen. So now his Spirit's praying through us. And he's bringing our language to speak the same language when it comes to saying what the scriptures say or letting him pray through us, speaking same language, speaking same purposes. God's bringing us back together again because now our hearts are in his hand and we're not gonna build our kingdom, we're gonna build his kingdom. He's gonna use us to build his kingdom. But I want us to hear this. If we will combine with same purpose and same language, say the same thing. What's the same thing, Pastor Kevin, that God's calling us to take the land? What if we start saying that? What if we start saying it's time to come together and take responsibility for our church? Take responsibility over the mountains that we face. Take responsibility over the giants that we face. Take responsibility over the vision, the mission, the goal, the mandate, why we exist. What if we all speak the same language? What if we all have the same purpose? Then nothing will be impossible to us. God will give you vision. God will give you wisdom. God will give us strategy. God will give us anointing. But if we're all speaking different vision, different vision, or different language, different mission, different purpose, and we're not combining, not coming together, we're never going to create anything together. Come together. Verse 6, look, he said, the people are united. They all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible. God made them in his image. He knew what they were capable of if they all came together and set their minds to do something. Same language, same mind, same purpose. Nothing would be impossible. Open your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Are you getting anything out of this so far? Joshua chapter 1. Say ownership. Come together. Joshua chapter 1. This is where we were last week. Where God told Joshua it's time to cross the Jordan. It's time to stop wandering in the wilderness. It's time to take the land. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. God says Moses my servant is dead. Therefore it's time for you to lead these people, Israel, across the Jordan River. Verse three, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have already given you. Come on, church. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have already given you. In some translations, it says, wherever you set your foot, I'll give you the land. I love the New Living because it basically says, I've already given you the land. All you have to do is step into it. All you have to do is put your foot on it and it belongs to you. Just like Jared and Brittany, God's already given them Egypt. Come on, church. God's already given them Egypt. The only question is whether or not they'll put their foot on it. God's already given us Orlando. The question is, will we join purpose, join language, stop just being scattered bones in the house and start marching into our city and taking the land? The devil doesn't get a boat. Well, will I give them Orlando? Devil, you don't get to keep Orlando. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Satan may be the God of this world, but he's not the God of the universe. Come on. And devil's already been defeated. He's already been spoiled. His weapons have already been removed. The, the earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God just to come together and to step into their callings and anointings and authority. The land already belongs to us. The question is, will we take the land or will we just waste time being scattered, separated, doing all of our own thing and not coming together, 
not coming together. There is no challenge that will face us as the body of Christ that we can't overcome. We have everything we need for life and godliness if we come together and put our foot in the land and take the land. Jericho looked big, but it wasn't too big. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. So God tells them, wherever you set your foot, you'll be on land I've already given you. He challenges Joshua three or four times in this chapter to be strong and courageous. We talked about that last week. There's a lot of courage that's involved just because you don't know what's about to take place and you have to trust God and his plans and take some steps of faith into some of the unknown. That's challenging for us as human beings. We like to have the plan before we step, but the Bible works the opposite way. You start stepping and God gives you the plan. That's how it works. Joshua in verse 10, this is what I want to bring out right now. Joshua in verse 10 then commanded the officers of Israel to go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. So basically he's telling them, church, body of Israel, get your stuff together because we're about to start walking together. We're going to do this. Then Joshua called together, there's that, there's that word again, together. He's calling people together. And this time he calls together the tribe of Reuben, Gab, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. He's given you this land. So these tribes, God gave them land on the other side of Jordan. But they had made a vow that if they could stay on that side of the Jordan River, that when the time came for the rest of Israel to cross over the Jordan, they would go help Israel possess their inheritance and not just sit in their own peacefulness on this side of the Jordan, but that they would go fight. And that's what Joshua was calling them on that promise. Your wives, your children, and livestock will remain here in the land of Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan, but your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest, and until they too possess the land the Lord your God is giving them. I want you to see something very important in here. I love the beautiful language of unity in this. God, Mo, jo, Joshua was calling them to say, you're content, you have your land, but we will not rest until everyone of the body of Christ, every one of the nation of Israel possesses all that God promises them to. Isn't that great? That we're not just looking out for our own happiness. We're not just looking out for our own destiny. But we realize all of our destinies are connected together. All of the will of God for this house is connected together. And we're here to help other people achieve their promises, achieve their inheritance. Amen. Until the Lord gives them rest and until they too possess their land. Verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, we will go... We will do whatever you command us. We will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your order and does not obey your words and everything you command, we will put him to death. So be strong and courageous. What I like about that part is the people were calling upon their leader to lead and succeed in his leadership. The body wanted their leader to fulfill and do all God had put in his heart to do. And they even said the same word to him that God was saying to him. God was telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do you know how beautiful it is when the people look at Joshua and said the same thing? Joshua, be strong and courageous. They're speaking what God was speaking to Joshua. And again, that's the whole body coming together. 
So why come together? To possess the land. Also, we come together to help one another possess the land, not just be concerned with our own life. Coming together required the people to work with Joshua and not against him. They wanted Joshua to succeed and even committed to help him succeed because their success was tied into him doing what God had put in his heart to do. Amen, church? Do you see that in the scripture there? What if Israel would have said, no, we're not with you, Joshua? Then they wouldn't have gone and taken the land. There was a coming together that needed to happen between Joshua and the people. This was about possessing their land. It wasn't about Joshua. And I want you to see that. Even the things when I come to you and say I feel something in my heart, this is not about you doing something that's in my heart. It's about doing something that's in the heart of God that God is telling me to communicate. And it's about you possessing your land. Are you hearing me, church? It's about you inheriting the promises and fulfilling the calls of God on your life, which is the call of God. This was about possessing their land, not Joshua's land. It was about a promise to their families and to their children. And it was them coming together was all connected to the prosperity of what God had for them and their family. It's all connected. Coming together doesn't mean that we don't have different points of view or that there may be more than one way to do something. Coming together at times may mean that we are united in purpose and vision even though you may have other preferred methods or ideas. That's coming together. That's good right there. That's good. It's not about mindless yeses, but it's about coming together as one to do something. We all go as one body. So you might say, Pastor Kevin, what's in it for me? Because that's kind of modern church, right? What's in it for me? People want to hear about how are they going to be blessed? How are they going to prosper? What's, what about them and their family? And I'll just encourage you that this language, what we're talking about right now, this coming together, this ownership, possessing the land prospers everyone. Think about that. Possessing the land prospers everyone. Being a body of believers that comes together accomplishes more together than we could ever do alone. In missions, in evangelism, in raising the next generation before us, that is about your prosperity. Do you understand that? Taking the land and being part of a movement of God, being part of a generation that's pushing back darkness, that will prosper everyone. Coming together multiplies your gifts and impacts. So you're living a life of greater purpose than you just being happy on your own. Coming together creates relationships with other people. You are about to meet some of the greatest people by just saying yes to coming together as a body. By saying, yes, I'm ready to stop just sitting in a chair, but I'm ready to be known. I'm ready to contribute of my life and my talents and my gifts to join arms with someone you don't know yet. And that person's gonna become a lifelong prayer partner, a lifelong friend. You're gonna make memories together. By coming together in this house, your life is gonna expand and be enriched by even the relationships and things you're gonna do with these people. Amen. I couldn't imagine just going to a church and sitting there disconnected, how lonely that would be in a room full of people. And God isn't asking you to be isolated. He's asking bone to connect to bone. He's asking you to connect and contribute your gift and their gift is gonna to contribute to your life. And together we're gonna to stand up like a mighty army and do something in this generation. People go to church all the time and are like, I didn't get anything out of it. I feel isolated. I feel alone. Well, have we done our part in coming together? 
Have we done our part in combining and joining and not just being a separate individual in a bowl? Amen. Coming together creates a church that you want to be a part of, a church that is doing something eternal together. I don't want to sit in a church that's just dying, just dying week after week, month after month. When you come together, God puts his muscle on you, he puts his flesh on you, he puts his spirit in you to go be an army and not a valley of dry bones. Amen. A church that you find a place and a purpose to connect. So here's the call today. What's the challenge? What's the call? Stop observing on the sidelines here at Calvary. Don't be a person that's just sitting on the sidelines watching. Or even online, just sitting on the sidelines watching. God is calling you to be a part. God is calling you to mix in. Mix in, to combine. To blend. Amen. Come on, some of you have been fighting this for a while. You know God has called you here. You still call yourself a visitor and you know you're not supposed to be a visitor anymore. Come on, let's be honest. You're like, oh, I'm just visiting. No, you're not. You're running. Come on, church. You are called here. You know you're called here. It's time to get involved. It's time to stop just attending and spectating and become bone connecting to bone and let muscle come upon you and God to create something strong there. There's gifts and callings in you that we need. And you know what? There's gifts and callings in us that you need. That you need, but you'll never experience it isolated sitting there. It's time to come together, get off the sidelines. God is calling you here. Mix in. Sign up for membership class this Wednesday. I'll be there. I look forward to seeing you. It's time to hear about this house and where you fit and why would God bring you here? Why is something drawing you here? Why for this time? Why now? Because God has a plan and it's to take the land and it's gonna be something we do together. And you're here for such a time as this. That's such a phrase in scripture, such a beautiful promise that God brings you into the kingdom for a point in time, for such a time as this. You weren't meant to be here five years ago. You weren't meant to be here five years from now. You're meant to be here right now. Right now. Right now. Sign up for membership class. What's another way to join and mix in? Get in a Calvary group. We have groups starting all over the city so that you have a community somewhere close by you. We get it. Our church is kind of in a central location and so many of you drive 30 to 45 minutes back to your houses. So we started Calvary groups in most of those cities so that you can have an expression of your church right where you live. So that you can mix in, get to know people, have beautiful conversation and prayer times to help each other if you're going through some stuff and you mean someone needs to bring some food over or whatever. Get in a Calvary group. That's part of mixing in. Join a team. Once a month, the first Sunday of the month, we have a join a team. You sign up for it on the app. It's in the connections lounge in the lobby. That's moving from just watching and spectating to being part of our guest services and helping us receive offerings or opening doors or making people feel loved and, ex and excited to be here, walking them and helping them navigate this giant campus, helping with our children, our nursery, our young people and youth, helping in worship. Get involved in your church. 
Get involved in your church. There's so many ways, even with the heart for the house. Help us clean and make it look great to receive the next congregation, or next service that's about to take place, or trim up the outside and make the outside look beautiful so people driving by just see something that's really well-loved and taken care of because it reflects our heart for our house, doesn't it, when we take good care of the things that God's given us. But join a team. Get involved. Don't just come for an hour and a half or two hours on a Sunday. This church is, is alive all week long, and there's places places to get involved, places to serve and be a part. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Here's another way to mix in. If, if all of that right now is still a little overwhelming and you're like, well, I'm not quite sure, then let me give you a real simple starting point. Join us on Wednesday nights in here, seven o'clock for prayer. That's a beautiful way to start mixing in. Start praying for the vision, one mission, one vision, are you hearing me? One language, one purpose. And as they stand before God here, they're believing and speaking over this house, its future and its destiny. If you need to pick up a heart for the house, if you need to pick up and get mixed into the vision, then just are coming to the prayer service. It's one hour, Wednesday nights, seven o'clock. There are so many ways to move from the sidelines into the inside of this thing. For bone to connect to bone and for God to connect us together to mix us all in. Go ahead and stand up church. Did you get anything out of that today? Come on, give God praise. Give God praise for his word. Give God praise for where we're going to take the land. God has called you here for such a time as this. Bone coming together, each part supplying. We're not gonna be a scattered group of ingredients. We're not just gonna combine in a bowl and sit there isolated. We're gonna come together. Take ownership of where we're going. Our church, say our church. Our vision, our mission, our responsibility. Obviously it's God's, but he's asking us to take ownership of it and be a part of it. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, right now I pray for this church and I pray for this moment in this season that we're in. God, I thank you that you are calling us here. You are calling us here on purpose. Lord, there are things on the inside of each of us that need to be offered to the body to make it full and make it powerful and to give what it needs to do what you've called it to do. But God, there's also things in this house that we need. I'm asking God that you remove any division or separation or things that would keep us apart and help us to start combining. Help this room, this house, this campus to start combining into something beautiful, something of God, something that's in your vision and your heart for this generation. Lord, we desire to see Orlando transformed. We desire to see the gospel spoken and preached in our schools, in our businesses, in our government arenas, in our neighbors' homes. God, that we would be a light and a testimony. God, we come together to do greater things together in evangelism and missions and all these things. God, unite us in heart, unite us in spirit, unite us in vision, I pray. I thank you for what you are doing in this church. It's greater than any one of us, isolated. You're doing a divine work and we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, would you just say a big amen? Amen. amen. Go ahead and celebrate one more time. Amen. All right. We always wanna give individuals an opportunity to give their heart to Jesus Christ. We always wanna give people opportunity to say yes to the Lord. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means every single one of us needs a savior. The Bible says that the wages and penalty of our sin is death. That's separation from God, that's even hell. 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. The Bible goes on to say that all, say all, who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from sin, saved from the devil, saved from hell and eternal destruction, but then saved into eternal life, relationship with God the Father, saved into a destiny that God has for you, the family of God. And so today I wanna give you an opportunity to call on the Lord. You may say, Pastor Kevin, I don't remember a time that I asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. Well, let's do it today. Or you may say, I used to have a relationship with God, but if I was honest, I'm not where I should be and I walked away. I wanna give you an opportunity to have a wonderful restart and to come back home. If everyone would just bow your heads and close your eyes for the next 30 seconds. If that's you, when I count to three and you say, I just, I wanna call on Jesus Christ today to be my Lord and Savior for the first time, or you want to recommit yourself. When I count to three, just raise your hand right where you are and we'll lead you in a prayer at your seat. Ready? One, two, three. If that's you, would you put your hand up today so that we can pray for you to receive Jesus or to recommit your heart to Jesus today? There's a hand back there, I see you. Anybody else today? You wanna call on the Lord. You wanna get things right. Is there anybody else? There's a hand over there. Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else today? Anybody else? All right, church, let's lead, let me lead you in a prayer. Let's all pray together so they're not praying by themselves. Ready? Pray this prayer with your heart. Dear God, I thank you that you see me just as I am. I realize that I've sinned and I've walked away from you. I receive Jesus Christ today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me and that he rose again. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take every part of me now. Be my God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you celebrate that church? Welcome home to the two of you or anyone else that might have prayed that. Welcome home. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.